the Art and Industry of Business and Living podcast, discussing conscious choices around business, money, life and living and creating a greater future for you and the planet. Hey everybody, welcome to the Art and Industry of Business and Living and you're with Simone, your host, as you are pretty much every week. And you are with also one of my dearest friends here, Lauren Marie. Welcome, Lauren. Hello. So Lauren is actually, she's ditzing me. I'm going to tell you all live here. Yeah, she is. She is. We both live on the same street, Lorikeet Drive, and she's moving. No longer a Lorikeet Bandit. You'll always be a Lorikeet Bandit in my heart. In my heart. (laughs) So, but this is actually one of the things that we wanted to talk a little bit about today. It's sort of like knowing when to change things up, knowing when to ditz one of your your best mates. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) I have a car I can drive. She's not moving that far away. So, but you have a husband, two kids. I do? You do. Yeah, telling you. Ta-da! Guess what? They're at home waiting for you. Behind door number three. (laughs) So you have a husband, two kids. How old are the kids now? They're turning four in July. They're turning four in July. Okay. So you're about to move to a house that has a whole separate area, like a granny flat that you can actually work from. Oh, my God. It's like a dream come true right now. So what I wanted to sort of talk about is that place where so many people, you know, they create a life and it works for them at that moment. Like you got the house that you live in, you know, you were working upstairs, had the room upstairs and it's like, you've got a pool, you've got all of that. It's like your husband, Dylan has been, you know, looking after the kids a lot. I mean, you do too, but it's like you, you're sort of the primary worker, Mm. worker bee of the family. Mm. And then, so that house has worked for you and then knowing when to change things up. So can you talk a little bit about what sort of went on for you on on when and how to sort of change things up and some tools that people can start to look at because they see we talk about change Mm -hmm. and yet it's one of the things that people resist the most yeah well going back a few moves when we lived in our house before this one moving in there actually I knew it wasn't going to work but I went ahead and and chose it anyway mostly because my husband wanted to move there because he thought the house was so slick and I just had this, like, oh, and I was like, okay, I'm going to let him have what he wants sort of thing. And we moved in there, and we didn't have internet for an entire year. Do you remember that? And oh, I do. It cost you, like, a small fortune like with dollars uh... a month for, you know, just, like, oh, my gosh. And it was, like, it just wasn't for me. It was very cookie-cutter neighborhood, like... Very close to the neighbors. And you felt like you should be making cupcakes every afternoon. Nothing that's anything bad with cupcakes. <laughs> but... cupcakes. <laughs> um, but I was so unhappy there. And I knew moving there that it wasn't going to work. But it was cool, you know. Like, we only had to be there for a year. And that's the thing with choice. Like, it always gives you more awareness. So we chose that house. We had more awareness. Especially I did about trusting my, you know, oh, that's not going to work. And it didn't. <laughs> so the next time we were looking for different things closer to the beach um a pool you know some different aspects of things in the house and when we saw the house we live in now it was like it had all of those things except the separate space for me to have the office and the quiet because the the uh, twin toddlers running around are not that quiet (laughs) no they're not (laughs) so now you're moving into a new house and you're going to create sort of a different environment there so one of the things, so we've been there for, for at our house for two years now, and so one of the primary things I was like, okay, you know what? I really require this to change. Like, the, the screaming kids and the trying to, like, 
organize them to be out of the house so I can, you know, do anything quiet, like record a show or even make a phone call or, you know, get work done without being, you know, bombarded. It's like, it's just getting frustrating and, and exhausting too. So, I mean, I think that's where you push it for a little too long, like, because we've known for a while that we needed to make this change. And now it's just sort of come together where our lease is up and it's more ease to, mm. to make that transition. And it's not like we found the perfect, most wonderful house on the planet. I know it's not going to have everything, you know, but it's the next step for us. So each, It'll work. Yeah, each, each one has brought us more of what we're looking for. And, you know, I, I remember Gary Douglas, the founder of Access, talking about that too. It's like not looking for the perfect of anything because perfection is a judgment. It's like looking at, will this work? Mm. And it's a great question to ask. And I, I also would like to go back a little bit as well because when you, I mean, you've worked with us with Access Consciousness for quite some time and then you fell pregnant and, you know, we're having twins <laughs> and they came uh, early. Yes. <laughs> Surprise! Hello. Yeah, and uh, and a lot of people, it was very interesting, a lot of people sort of had the point of view that, like, oh, once Lauren has the kids, she won't be able to work. Yeah. And this is a lot of people's points of view out there in, in the world. They project it on women who are having kids that they won't be able to work. And then the flip side as well, it's like people get projected on them that they should still keep working mm. rather than actually having a look at it and knowing, you know, what what would you like to choose? Like, it's your choice. What would you like to choose? And so you ended up actually in hospital when they were born for a couple of weeks, right? They were there for three weeks um, because they were so small and they were seven weeks early. So we were actually much shorter time in the hospital than they told us we would be. But yeah, we were, we were there for like three weeks. Did you work in the hospital? (laughs) (laughs) Breastfeeding twins in, you know, intensive care and still like on my phone looking at stuff and watching things because it was, it was very abrupt, the whole birth and and all of that. And I was in the middle of a bunch of stuff (laughs) and I, and I care about what we do. And it was sort of like, I still want to know that things are moving forward and, and what's happening and I got yelled at a couple times what are you doing answering emails I'm like I'm not I'm just forwarding them <laughs> make sure they're handled it's okay <laughs> so did you when you fell pregnant was there ever a place that you went I I don't want to work anymore I just no but right, I just even I was, should wash my mouth no. out with soap or something <laughs> Simone how could you I actually I had two biggest fears when I was pregnant and one was Something like my body is never gonna recover from this because I'm I'm carrying two. You were you you two, were pretty big. I was yeah. big. <laughs> like I don't know what's gonna happen down there, you know. And all of that was like one, but um, but my second one was I'm not gonna be able to work, and I not financially, but more so because I love working, and I didn't want that to be taken away. You love creating. Yeah. 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 So tell me a bit more about your, like, the family household thing. Because you've got your husband who is, Jesus, he's such a good dad. Yes. And it's like he will play with the kids for hours on end and look after them. And, how he does it. And, and do all of that. <laughs> and, and now he's just actually got a part-time job. Yep. Yeah, he's an Uber driver. He, yes. He, at your suggestion. At fact, my suggestion. Yeah, which is <laughs> which you Which you thanked me for, and I'm not sure if you want to thank me now. Yeah, now I'm not so sure because now he's. <laughs> like gone and leaving me with the children (laughs) so tell me some ways that you can like that you suggest that people start to look at this because this is I mean you are not an uncommon occurrence it's like you know gone are the days I was I was just watching uh an episode of Outlander and the guy's talking about you know 
surely you must be so, you know, happy and excited to have this maternal bliss and sort of leave everything to your husband. And she looks at him and she says, yes, of course. And it's like, because that's what was projected at women for years and years and years, the maternal bliss in the kitchen, you know. And the husband says, what are you going to rustle me up, like something in the kitchen? And she's like, well, I'll do my best, you know. (laughs) So, and now, you know, the, the tides have changed. Like I know when I was in relationship for eight years too, I was definitely the one bringing home the money, but my partner was so willing to contribute in, you know, making these beautiful dinners and looking after the bills and doing all the different things for the household so that I could just go and work and have a whole lot of fun doing that. Cause for me, like you, it's the joy of business. Funny oh that. Yeah. <laughs> so what are some of the tools that you have for how people can sort of start to look at that rather than going the rightness and the wrongness of what they're choosing? So when we first had the kids and it was like, like you said, I'm, I'm the only one working and he's, you know, I, in my mind at first I was like, okay, if I'm bringing all the money in, then he should do everything else. Like the cooking, the cleaning, the shopping, the kids, like everything except the money part, right? Like this is how I started out. And then I started to know. There's a lot of questions in that. No, no, there's yeah, no there's yeah, the way there's I conclusion. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I even remember one time we had this argument because he wasn't, you know, doing it the way I would want it done. But you'd never actually that. discussed this, no, I bet. Yeah. He just, I, I, as every woman knows, your, your husband should just know these things. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't exactly happening the way I envisioned. And, uh, I can't even remember. He said something about, um, you know, wanting a break on doing some of this stuff. And I was like, well, I don't take a break, you know, bringing money in. (laughs) I was like, what makes you think you can stop, like, unloading the dishwasher every day? So it was, like, my attitude. And then I had to take a look at, like, okay, is this actually working? Like, I might want him to do all of this, but is he either able to or choosing to or who cares why it's not happening but it's just not happening yeah so what did I need what did we need to change or add to for both of us to have it the way that we wanted so I started adding people in you know to watch the kids a bit and a cleaner and you know some different things to help out where he wasn't choosing to do whatever it was and I still wanted that thing done and I didn't necessarily want to have to do it all myself Yeah, that's a great tool to do that as well, instead of just bugging your partner. I remember seeing something on Facebook years ago, and it said something like, the woman was asking the man about something, and he's sitting on the couch, and he goes, I told you I'd do it. And he goes, you know, stop asking me every six months. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) It's like, oh, that is so cool. Because Brendan, my ex as well, he's a very good handyman. Like, he's he's the man's man. Like, he can fix stuff and do all that. But God knows if you ask him to do anything, he's not going to do it. it, So what I got to doing was I would just hire a handyman. Yeah. Because you hire a handyman, it's done. And it's like, boom, done. Rather than expecting, it's sort of like expecting, you know, a woman to do, I don't know, cook all the time. I don't cook. It's like, I make salads. Yeah. That's what I do. I make salads. (laughs) You don't cook a salad, you make a salad. Yeah. So... I think if you're, you know, if you're listening to this and you are in some sort of a, a, a relationship where you have, and you don't have to have kids, it could just be even, you know, the partner, husband and wife, or, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, living together, whatever that is, or if you do have kids, what if you could start by destroying and uncreating your relationships? And that doesn't mean you have to break up. That means to start by destroying and uncreating your relationships as they currently are. And everything at that is times a godzillion, right and wrong, good and bad, pock and pot, all nine, shorts, boys and beyonds. And one of my favorite tools at the moment too is uh, destroy and uncreate everything that you decided you were yesterday. And why don't we do and 
destroy and uncreate everything that you decided they were, that the kids were yesterday, mm-hmm. yeah. and everything that that is. Times a godzillion, right and wrong, good and bad, hock and pot, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. And a lot of it is the expectations, projections, rejections, separations, and judgments. Like, and for me, mainly the expectation one and the projection, which is sort of where you put on them what you <laughs> expect. And I just started destroying and creating, like every single day, what I had projected on him, what I projected on myself and the kids, and expect of them and expected myself like all of that every single day and I was like wow okay what is is what is it's not like this expectation of what it should be it just is so okay is it working or not and then what do we have to do to change it yeah and is it going to be better off to hire a cleaner like you know yeah twice a week three hours at three hours for those days or something like that yeah. at you know 20 35 dollars an hour or whatever it is yeah. to clean the toilets and empty the dishwasher if someone else doesn't want to do it exactly. <laughs> it's like, i think you need to also start with the question of like what makes you happy yeah you know i'm not sure that it would add to your sex life if there's a whole lot of projections and expectations of what something, you know, of what someone should be doing either. <laughs> well, I should tell you a funny thing. Ayla, our daughter, said, um, <laughs> said to her the other day something about it makes, it makes daddy happy when it's clean, you know, because so, she was messing something all over and he's like, it make, let's clean it up. It makes daddy happy. So now, <laughs> so now whenever she makes a mess, she goes, daddy, look. You can clean it, make you happy. <laughs> Wait, I didn't mean it makes me happy to have to clean up after you. How <laughs> she thinks it's great. Look, Dad. Yeah, look what I did. Clean it up. Yeah. It makes you happy. <laughs> Wait, she got that one a little twisted. Or did she? I know, right? She's already starting out making it work for her. I love it. Cool. So what other tools can you give people for making, um, I get making the choice to choose to change something. And I mean that by, you know, you guys could have stayed in your house because you've got everything there. You don't have to pack up. You don't have to move. It's near me. It's uh, Yeah, exactly. That <laughs> was the number pool. one reason Yeah, exactly. Well, I think we, we have to come out of this getting it right. It's a whole other show probably. Um, but having to get the choice right and just make the choice, you know. I was on the phone with a, a lady actually that wants to come, that is coming to your class tomorrow night. And we spent probably 30 minutes because she was so concerned with, choosing to come or not and having and having it be the right choice and I said look there's no right choice there's no wrong choice you just choose if you don't come to this class and you wish that you had you come to the next one if you come and you wish you hadn't you know what what's the worst thing that happened you know you spent this many hours and this much money and you know but she was like and I see so much of so many times we we worry or we stress about, okay, is it going to, because we've judged the choices we've done in the past as being wrong, we're so afraid we're going to do it, get it wrong again. So we just don't choose and we, and we put it off and we put it off and we, you know, just go back and forth so many times rather than just, you know what, if, if I choose this, what is that going to create? And like for us with this move, we used a tool that's like, um, I've heard you talk about a lot, which is uh, indulging in one choice. So we looked at the house and the whole next day we indulged in, okay, we're moving to this house. And we, you know, just entertained it in our in our world. Okay, where would we put the couch? All right, what would we have to do to pack up, you know? Or, oh, when we're in this new house, it would be like this because you'd wake up and go to this other place where it's quiet. <laughs> you know, all oh, the pool is heated so the kids could go swimming right now. Like, we lived in that choice as if we had made it. 
And then the next day, we chose not to move to that house. So we were, like, still looking for other houses. We were, what if we stay at the one we have? You know, we were just in other possibilities. And the one, you know, that was lightest in the moment, and we sort of have to choose now to stay or go because our lease is up, uh, is to move. And it's, like I said, it may be not the best, most perfect house, but it creates a sense of more ease and lightness than staying and then anything else that we looked at. So sort of like, okay, let's see what this move can create. Yeah, and I love that you talked about that because I know I have spoken about it, but I love that indulging tool. It's one of my favorites. And Because how many times do you choose to create something to try and get it right or based on what you've decided is right? And everything at that is times a godzillion where you destroy and uncreate it. Right and wrong, good and bad, pock and pot all nine, shorts, boys and beyonds. Because you've all, that, what goes with that too is you've got to be willing to fail. You've got to be willing to also for your partner to fail. Mm-hmm. It's like if you're trying to control things and make the right choice, it's like you, you end up not being able to have what I would call like the spherical awareness of all the possibilities available because you've just decided that you can only pick from a certain amount of choices because you've already decided what's going to be right rather than living, oh yeah, the adventure of living, yeah, try that one. So I have a process here too. So Christina, she said about the right stuff. So what have you made so necessary about being right that you must live in judgment rather than just choose? Like you said, just choose. You know that this house isn't going to be the most perfect house, but hey, you just chose. You're not going to live in it forever. It's like I always look at every place I am as a transitional place. Mm-hmm. So everything at that is times the God's and we destroy and uncreate it. Mm-hmm. Right and wrong, good and bad, pock and pot all nine, shorts, boys and beyonds. So what have you made so necessary about being right that you must live in judgment rather than just choose? And everything at that is times a godzillion where you destroy and uncreate it. Mm-hmm. Right and wrong, good and bad, pock and pot all nine, shorts, boys and beyonds. Okay, I'm going to do that one more time. So what have you made so necessary? So you make it so necessary about being right, the right choice, that you must live in judgment rather than just choose. I mean, how many times in the workplace, like whether it's like, you know, Lauren and Dylan work from, you know, home and they do different things, like he's working for Uber and, and you know, he's earning some extra money now and then, you know, maybe he stops. It's like it's not necessarily a right choice or a wrong choice. It's like if you don't choose, you'll actually never know what is going to show up. You'll never have the gift of being able to, you know, perceive and receive all the different energies that are available. So how many energies have you not yet tapped into that if you tapped into them would allow you to have more possibilities show up? Like there's more possibilities available. If you actually come out of, you know, conclusion and the projections and expectations like Lauren was saying, because you heard the energy of when she was talking about when she wasn't in question. It's like, where were they going to go? Ah, pretty much nowhere except destruction. (laughs) So how many of you are destroying your future based on the conclusions that you decided must exist today? And everything at that is times a godzillion where you destroy and uncreate it. Right and wrong, good and bad, pock and pot all nine, shorts, boys and beyonds. It's like how many of you would prefer to control something and get it right rather than actually have the contribution from the people around you, whether it's your kids, your dog, your husband, your wife, it's like your colleagues. Allow people to contribute. It doesn't mean you're weak if you allow someone to contribute. It's like that's a level of vulnerability that I get can create so much more than what you've decided it can and so many people misidentify what vulnerability is it's like they think it's weak it's not weak it's actually a strength that if you're willing to be vulnerable and receive 
it's like so much more can show up. Mm-hmm. It's like your world can be way, 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 way bigger. Yep. So everything that that is and everything that doesn't allow you to receive that contribution and be that contribution, we destroy and uncreate it. Mm-hmm. Right and wrong, good and bad, pock and pot, all names, shorts, boys and beyonds. Oh, yeah. And what if choosing based on question and the willingness to receive contribution was about being kind to you? Because mm-hmm. if you're the one that thinks you've got to rule the roost, <laughs> it's like then is that kind to you? Like, what if you're actually, you know, able to be in question and actually allow others to contribute and then there's a kindness there that can exist? And what you've taught me is to also not be afraid to ask for help. Yeah. So talk a little bit more about that. Well... What tools can people start with? Just ask from anyone or the universe or anything. It's like, don't be afraid to say, hey, I need some help here. Yeah. Is there anything that you can think of that would contribute like do you have any I mean anything like a question you know can you listen do you have any money (laughs) (laughs) hello do you have any money so that's what you were doing standing in the corner the other night (laughs) yeah you know got no money yeah (laughs) my short skirt (laughs) exactly well you got to be willing to receive So, but you've got to be willing to know when it's time to change things up. And that's pretty much what Lauren and I are both talking about here. It's like, you know, if you're doing the same thing and expecting a different result, as you've probably heard me talk about, you know, that's Einstein's definition of insanity. And it's like, know when to change things up. It's like, know when to move geographically. It's like, whether it's, I mean, gosh, you're from uh, originally born and bred in the United States of America. Um, land of the free, they tell me. Someone should tell Trump that. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and Dylan's from South Africa. Yeah. And it's like, and your kids are good little Aussie kids. So Aussie. Yeah. So, uh, so you've got like a, a mixture there, but you also knew when to change it up. Yeah. You knew when to move. It's like you knew when to, like how many times have you known when to choose a different job, when to move location? And I know for myself, I definitely got the projection of everyone say to me, oh, she just can't make up her mind because I would go from job to job mm-hmm. to job. But that's because I was bored. I was like, go to a job, learn everything, and I go, okay, thank you, I'm done. <laughs> and I pretty much did the same with a lot of relationships as well. I'd you know, be in a relationship for like eight weeks and go, thank you, I'm done, <laughs> yeah. you know, but move on. But that is not something that other people can define. So then they start to project at you the judgments that they have of themselves of what they have not yet chosen, what they have not yet created. And what if that was actually a great inspiration for others to choose something greater by the choices that you choose to make each and every day? Even if it doesn't look like what other people expected of you. Yep. And it never, ever, 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 ever will. (laughs) So, Lauren, people can find you on accessconsciousness.com. They can't find you on Laura (laughs) Key. For a while. (laughs) For a little while. So, and and also you've got um, meetlaurenmarie.com. Is that correct? Yep. MeetLaurenMarie.com, and uh, Lauren's also a joy business uh, facilitator, also being you facilitator. She's a woman of many talents. <laughs> so if you desire to check out where her classes are, um, look at that. And also please check out AccessJoyBusiness.com because you'll find lots of joy business facilitators there. And we really do business different. This is not normal. And, you know, I, I, I hear people, you know, sort of complain or have this place where they get stuck in their business so many times and if you just start to look at it in a different way then something different can show up 
if you do it the same all the time, it's like you, you're not inviting that difference to show up. So what difference could show up for you in your business today and your life today and your living today and your cash flows today that if you were willing to be out of control, out of definition, out of form structure significance, out of limitations, out of linearities and out of concentricities, you would allow it to show up. And everything that that is, times a godzillion, we destroy and uncreate it. Right and wrong, good and bad, pock and pot, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. So anything else, any other tools you want to leave the listeners with today, Miss Lauren? I think that's a lot. You think that's a lot? Yeah. Okay, let's do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. So thank you so much for joining me again. Thank it's you. always a pleasure having you. And uh, we'll, we'll see you next time. Oh, and if you like this, please share it with your friends. Give it a five-star rating. Do all that sort of stuff so that, yeah. you know, yay, share. share. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye.